on on today, uh, Wednesday, August 9th, 2023 at 4.34 p.m. Eastern Time with Mr. William Ramsey. And uh, originally I did reach out to him. I believe uh, a fan of the show had requested that I uh, that I reach out to talk about Missouri v. Biden. And then um, I just, you know, I like the alluring title. So I looked at one of your books, which is Global Death Cult. So I made that title. So I don't know. People that are tuning in, I'm not sure what they're tuning in for, either Missouri v. Biden or Global Death Cult. So uh, maybe we'll be able to tie in both or one or whatever. But um, Mr. Ramsey, please introduce yourself, man. Yeah, my name is William Ramsey. I'm an author. I have a podcast called William Ramsey Investigates. I kind of stumbled into becoming an investigative journalist. I was not trained as a journalist. I have a law degree. I've been a member of the State Bar of California for 25 years now. I can't believe it. Uh, I just actually celebrated my 25 year anniversary yesterday so i've been married officially 25 years in a day but uh i kind of stumbled into it i was angry with the corporate media i've been in washington dc i went to law school there so i saw kind of the inside and was kind of disillusioned and screaming at the tv like why aren't you guys going to cover this so i started covering stuff myself and so that led to kind of my first book which was prophet of evil which is about george bush senior it really is. It leads up to George Bush Sr. and his Luciferianism. And so I wrote that book and then I followed it up with a book about a famous case called the West Memphis Three. And that was Abomination. And then two years later, I wrote Children of the Beast, which is about Aleister Crowley, kind of this black magician's influence on the 20th century culture. And then I wrote two years ago, Global Death Cult. You mentioned that. So this is kind of about esoteric post-World War II Nazis. They actually exist. And there was a spate of killings uh, around the world in the United States as well. uh, Deaths associated with Adam Waffen. You might have heard about Adam Mm -hmm. Waffen. But this group, ONA, started in the UK. And its ideas got disseminated through the internet and kind of infiltrated or or seeped into American Nazism. And uh, so I thought it was important to write about that. So I had kind of researched the occult kind of a little bit more. So I was ready to write that book. And... uh, I've made five documentaries, one about the serial killings of young men in uh, cities around the country called the Smiley Face Killers. Mm-hmm. So that was 2017. So I covered that kind of. I did a th- pretty exhaustive three and a half hour film that was pretty well received. All my books and stuff are micro budgeted. I don't have a publisher. They're all self-published, but uh, I've g- it's given me the kind of ability to not be edited or anything and say what I want to say. Sure. So. And then I kind of, my podcast kind of grew out of just taking my interviews. I started doing interviews as a, as an author in 2010. And so I started posting those and doing research on YouTube. And then it just kind of grew. And at some point I was able to look at listen notes, which is kind of tabulates who's listening. And I was in the top 1.5% in the world. And I was like, oh, wow, people are listening to this. So then I kind of, as a way, means to sell my book and kind of get my name out there, started to work on the podcast. And right now. William Ramsey investigates is in the top 15,000, 20,000 podcasts in the world. I have a lot of listeners. I had 1.7 million downloads last year and I'm on Spotify. So I signed a contract with Spotify. Um, How'd you get that? I've been, I've been begging to sign a contract with Spotify and I normally just get very kind emails that are like, Hey, keep trying, bud. What happened for me is that there was a third party, this listen notes, third party kind of categorizing system put me into this kind of uh, rarefied class. And so they could verify that I was getting these downloads. So that made it interest. That made me interesting to them. 
And I think that's why it went. So the negotiation and stuff was very easy. So I signed that last year, but I could, I have an email. I, I can reach out. Dude. Have you tried with the uh, Spreaker or anything like that? I think I tried with them two years ago. My, my interest with Spotify, I've tried with other companies and they all kind of fall through at some point. But last, I got like a year, like a, a like a year in review thing from, I guess, Spotify this past December. And they said I was in the top 1% of podcasts shared globally. Yeah, so so I was like, yeah. I was like, that's something. And I think I emailed them and they never got back to me. And I was like, it might just be, I might have just worn out my welcome. I've emailed them like once a year for the past four years. And I'm like, can you guys please sign me for something? So maybe, who knows, maybe they've taken my email and said, stop talking to this kid. I wasn't say so. I, I could I could get you in contact with a couple of people. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, any, yeah, no problem. So that's kind of like the long and short. And actually, I was very much censored. I had YouTube uh things taken away. I felt very much uh very suspicious about the quote quote election, unquote. Mm -hmm. And uh obviously this shot, which turned out to be like a bioweapon or mm -hmm. It's not a vaccine in the, and it's really a gene therapy. And so all these words and this disinformation is very important and leads up to my interest in this case, which is kind of still ongoing, Missouri v. Biden. And I kind of put my legal hat and I think what happened was I read the entirety of the case outsized the whole thing where they tried to make it a class action. That's like very kind of a lot of legalese and stuff like that. But I read the important points, the factual uh, collection of facts, factual information into my podcast and that's somebody must have heard that and then send you an email but yeah so i'm definitely interested in this case really a remarkable case too uh about the first amendment whether we're free or not whether we can speak freely but it's actually got elevated the first case was decided on july 4th of last uh, obviously july last month and it kind of bounced up it was immediately appealed it, it was a preliminary injunction preliminary injunction granted it was actually with certain rights. The injunction had things that the government could do and could not do, but it prevented them from getting involved in censoring speech. But then it was there was a a response by the government, and then the, to lift the stay, and then the stay got bounced back and eventually made it up to the Fifth Circuit. And tomorrow on the tenth, they're going to have an oral hearing on this uh, the grant of the preliminary injunction by this guy Dowdy in federal court. So uh, it's really happening right now. And it's still, and there was actually a lot of flurry of paperwork kind of behind the scenes. I don't think that the government would, I mean, the corporate media would ever hear it, but states got involved. So these, these briefs, like in a, in a legal in litigation, uh, civil litigation, there's something called an amicus curiae or a friend of the court brief. So people can give information to the court to help them. And so there's been just a huge, much on the, and you can look at the docket if you're really curious. You can look up courtlistener.com, and the docket shows all the paperwork that goes out and comes in, and uh, the states. So Florida sent its own Amicus Curiae brief, and then five states together sent other ones. Then a lot of these guys who are doing the investigation in Congress sent stuff. So Jim Jordan, you probably heard of, and some of these other characters sent information. There's other third party groups in there, and I think people you probably know. I don't know. How much but it's the children's defense fund is tied mm -hmm. up in this case too Our so robert case, yeah exactly so there's a lot of players a lot i mean and they sued the, almost the entirety of the biden administration right so it's missouri et al versus biden et al we can go through that long list 
but like what is it? Et al. means just uh-huh. Latin for others. But it's like they see Biden, Corrine Jean Pierre, Vivek Murthy, Javier Becerra, uh, Auchin, Hugh Auchincloss, who's the head of the NIAID now, Alejandro Mayorkas of the Department of Homeland Security, and a lot of some kind of weird agencies that really didn't exist before the CISA, which is called the Cybersecurity and Security Agency. They just sued everything. So there's a huge suit. And then the plaintiffs were a variety of different people who got censored. So it was censorship taking place in the state of Louisiana in Missouri. And then a guy, uh, Aaron Cariotti, I don't know if you know him. He's a psychiatrist. He put out a really interesting book. It's called The Biosecurity State. It's uh, The New Abnormal, The Rise of the Biomedical Security State. But he was censored. And then I don't know if you heard of the Great Barrington Declaration. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that those two guys were censored. It was Bhattacharya Kuldar, so their plaintiff, Jim Hopt of the Gateway Pundit, and Jill Hines, who was a journalist in Louisiana, who was writing stuff about against the mask mandates mandates. So those are all the uh the plaintiffs. So it's a it's a big case. So it's not just like one party against another party. It yeah. is uh very important. Some people have called it the most important uh civil rights and free speech case of our of our era. So could you, could could you, what is, what is it concisely? What is Missouri v. Biden? Like what, what? Well, no, I can just repeat the same, the intro sentence, the guy's name, the judge is Dowdy, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. The first sentence of the case is, this case is about the free speech clause in the First Amendment to the Constitution. So okay. Okay. So it's kind of everything that's been wrapped up in the last, yeah, the first, the first strikes I ever got on YouTube were for, alleging that widespread fraud took place and altered the outcome of the 2020 election. And then it led to actually, you know, the Great Barrington Declaration was having on Dr. Hodkins, Roger Hodkinson. I was having him on and I was getting these little prods about you're talking about COVID misinformation. I never cared about any of that stuff. But getting these little warnings from YouTube, me being, a, I guess, a hard headed, arrogant Irish prick, I was like, don't tell me what to do. And so I just started pushing back and then, you know, ultimately got banned from YouTube. But so just this kind of seems like the the silver bullet for all of that. Just everything about government putting their hand into the puppet of, well, I guess not Twitter now, but Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, just to silence any and all dissent on the 2020 election, which I, I think most people myself included was a coup and then bringing up anything about the negative aspects of the COVID-19 shot so this is just so this is just dealing with all of it all censorship correct they list and enumerate about eight different things that were sent these people were censored by so it was opposition to vaccines opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns opposition to the lab leak theory Opposition mm. to the validity of the 2020 election. This is right out of the court case. Yeah. Opposition to Be- President Biden's policy. Statements that Hunter Biden lap story was true. Opposition to policies of the federal of government officials in power. All were suppressed. That was the finding of fact of uh, the judge. You shall so not question the state. Right. Do not do not dare, peasant. Get down on one knee. Kiss the ring. Yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, there, there's the all of these organization. It was a huge effort some of these groups you've heard of and some you haven't and it's broken down i think it's a really important case historically because they break it down into the different people doing the censorship and how they were doing it 
And so you have they he broke it into the White House defendants, Surgeon General defendants, CDC defendants, uh, that's Walensky, NIAID defendants, that's Fauci, and then list uh, FBI defendants, State Department. So all these guys were doing it through these third-party agencies or through the tech companies. So they have this third-party agency, for example, something I've never heard of before, the Virality Project, where these third-party people will then call and say, hey, you can't do this. Um, another one, like I think I mentioned before, was uh, one was the GEC, the Global Engagement Center, like in CISA, like I never heard of CISA, cybersecurity infrastructure. So it's like they were doing that to almost shield themselves. And it's interesting in this thing that the findings of fact that they put in, there were concerns by these guys about the First Amendment. So they knew that the First Amendment was something to be cognizant of while they were making their censorship decisions, which I think is very telling. So what realistically do you think is going to come in this? Because it's you said it's tomorrow, right? Correct. Um, so they'll they'll I don't think it's a full the full jury. I think it's a, uh, it'll be three uh, judges in New Orleans at the federal courthouse there in downtown New Orleans. And there'll be oral argument. But all the paperwork is there. They have all this stuff from this earlier case. And I don't think that the defendants actually challenge the facts like I have to go back and double check. But they just accepted the facts as they were. So there's no dispute on that regard but they'll do the hearing and then it'll be a decision and i think that assuming the you know sometimes these court these days the courts not the federal courts but some of the lower state courts are kind of uh, janky is a way to put Mm -hmm. it but i would assume that they will uphold in time whether it happens tomorrow or something the decision will uphold the preliminary injunction and uh stop the meddling of this administration in uh, the social media, you know, sites and and prevent censorship. So what was it? I believe it was over July 4th um, that they were temporarily, I guess, told they couldn't do this, but they filed like an emergency. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm legally incompetent. So you have to excuse me butchering these terms but they didn't they then the biden administration then file like an emergency injunction just basically say we can keep censoring correct so what happened is this was filed on july 4th then on july 5th 5th the the government responded and they said we want to stop this we were filing a motion to stay this order on preliminary injunction and then that was denied by dowdy on the 10th so I think that that was done on the 10th. So then on the te- after the 10th, there was another thing where they said an emergency stay. So that emergency stay was granted, and that's what kicked the, the case up to the Fifth Circuit. So it's it's kind of like it's not that clear. But basically, the injunction has been stayed until the hearing tomorrow is my understanding. How much of an effect do you think this is going to have on the 2024 election? Everything huge, a huge well, I mean, amount. The decision is huge because in even in this thing, and the plaintiff stated, and the judge said that all of the elements of censorship to contain censorship are still in place. So they're mm. all nobody's like broken down. They're all just sitting there. The machinery is so, there waiting. Correct, correct. And they've called it. I think it's like Taibbi or Schellenberger, two known journalists on this have called mm-hmm. it the censorship industrial complex. And I think that's applicable. Like sure. it's a bunch of weird acronyms and stuff. Like who are these people? Yeah. There's DeResta and Stanford. Is she a CIA agent? 
some people have said that she has Intel Intel stuff, so Intel connections, which yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and then I mean, you look at how I mean, what was that New York Times article that came out like a week after the election? It was like the secret shadow campaign to save democracy, and it was all about you know the you know the misinformation and uh, I forget the name of the actual, but it's, it's where the term election fortification came from, and they were really I mean bragging about everything that had it's like it's like how it's a conspiracy and then six months later we show that it's true they kind of came out and it was almost getting into the kind of the occult esoteric it was almost this like show of force like everything that you have been alluding to was in fact true here's the list of secret and then it's it's right it's and it's all these people that claim to defend democracy and they're talking about buddying up with the CIA and the New York Times and Facebook and how we saved democracy. And they really are rubbing it in your face that this thing that you've all been alluding to and we have been shutting it down, saying that's a conspiracy theory. There's no coordinated effort. It came out to be real. I mean, on YouTube, you get the little blue label, right? The 2020 election, no widespread fraud or whatever. You'd get the little, you get the red exclamation mark on Instagram. I got them all. I was, I was banned from them all. And they came out to basically show that it is real and it is coordinated. And this wasn't an accident. That machinery is still there. And, you know, like any massive industrial complex, once one war is over, you got to re-engage it. So after the 2020 election, it was, well, now we got to start talking about rolling out the vaccines, right? And then side effects of it. And then where did it come from? And I can I can only imagine that they're probably now using it to cover any or to stop any negative covering of our involvement in Ukraine. So this apparatus hasn't gone anywhere. And when they remove a sitting president from Twitter, when they shut this down and say there is no evidence. I mean, do you remember that? Like, like they're coming out saying the AP hasn't called the election yet. And it's like it's like who? Okay, that's that, that's like me coming on the news and being like, guys, guys, guys. Tommy hasn't called the election yet, so let's all just relax. Somebody be like, the fuck is Tommy? Right. You're not in the Constitution. I'd be like, Tommy's podcast hasn't called the election. So let's all just hold our horses. But they just went about this whole sort of official what we'll call it for you. That's all still there. And if it's not there, I think it would be I would like to hope that it would be harder to effectively pull off fortification at three in the morning. Right. I mean, it's interesting you say three in the morning, because I went to bed with Trump winning in all those six states. And then when I I woke up, he lost. So I I stayed up. I stayed up watching it. I remember watching and I was like four in the morning. I was playing sniper elite, just running around world war two. And, uh, it was just, I just remember vividly. I just had it on my laptop and I was just sitting there playing video games. And, uh, I remember like shows kind of shutting down and then one or two of them being like, huh, it seems that they're stopped counting in Atlanta. And then another one was like, huh, they're stopping in Michigan. And it was like 4 a.m. And I just remember like, oh, no, what's happening? And so I I started screenshotting like the electoral map and just watching it every like 30 minutes and screenshotting it and watching these these key states all freeze and start going in the other direction and it was i thought it would have been rectified i guess i'm the idiot i just watched it in slow motion 
I did too. I thought it would be worked out by July, January 6th, right? Yeah. So that space in between, like, what's going on. But I didn't understand that it was a steal. You know, I yeah. think they still totally stole it. Yeah. But it is still important because these are actually these court cases, the most recent court case against Trump, like this uh, indictment's incredible. I mean, that's kind of outside of the Missouri. Well, it is and isn't. But they immediately, like this new and newest indictment, basically says Trump was subverting the proper election, right? But that election was so sketchy, uh, even up to January 6th. Like it's, the election isn't decided until the electors go to Washington and decided in Congress, right? That's really the way it goes. It's not the vote. It's the electors going to Congress on January 6th. That's why that whole January 6th took place, right? But they're saying that he was like involved in like subverting uh, these things in this indictment. It's really incredible. And they, they basically, the way the indictment's read is very strange. And it says, uh, Joe Biden won a free and fair election. It's just absurd. It's totally absurd that he got 81 million votes is like, the likelihood of like you know lightning hitting twice or something at the same spot so. but then but even from just like this that like like i i didn't vote for biden i voted for trump so i'm clearly biased so you know i i, I have to try to word it in a way that someone who doesn't like trump would maybe at least hear it out didn't he win didn't biden win like one of 18 bellwether uh whatever it's called and like yeah. Like Trump won seventeen, Obama won seventeen, and he won one out of eighteen. Like like yeah, Obama won like nine hundred counties. Trump won like two thousand. Biden won like a hundred. Yeah, like, statistically, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah statistically, small. it's impossible. Right. So then, this is what starts to get me is the military-industrial intelligence apparatus. I mean, you can't fart without them knowing, right? They've they've been right. sucking up every electron for several decades, which means that anything that happened, be it captured on a, you know, a a, a, a parking garage camera seeing ballots come in, or be it the flipping of actual votes in the software, or whatever, they have everything. And then so the question arises: Is well, why didn't they do anything? I think the next logical conclusion is, is, well, they did it. So that's why. Yeah. Or, and, you know, the optimist in me says they didn't do it. They have captured everything, but maybe someone somewhere looked at it and they're like, if we try to nullify this thing right now, this country is going to descend into civil war. Because you got to remember, it's, it's height of the pandemic, height of the George Floyd riots. Like, this country was a powder keg. Maybe someone somewhere made the executive decision to be like, we can't do this or this country is going to rip itself in half. Which one do you think? Or do you think it's Occam's razor? It's because they're guilty. They're the ones that did it. I think that the, those administrative bodies did it. I think that's what it is that through the algorithm and through the electronic voting and stuff like that. I think they so then, just, so then how does it get board. rectified? I would say that that's really the uh, core issue is fixing the vote, because I think that that really ascertains the will of the people. So to fix the vote, you have to get rid of these machines, black vote, uh, black box voting machines. Like, who knows? They just had a referendum in Ohio where the machine shut down again and they were having people put their ballot. This is today. 
they were having people put their ballot in another thing and they were saying to him, don't worry, we'll count them later. I was like, you're out of your mind. You have to have paper ballots. Even like uh, India, for example, 1.2 billion people, paper yeah. ballots, all paper ballots for validity. So at the end, and then there's also the ability to audit. Like, how can you audit something that's been tampered with or thrown out or they're fake ballots or something? So that's really the core of saving uh, the Republic is free and fair, proper, proper voting through paper ballots, no doubt. And get rid of all electronic black box stuff. Somebody can come in. I mean, they found those guys. They found these things were hooked up to the internet. Mm-hmm. Even that doesn't really matter. Like, who cares? You can still Bluetooth it or anything. But like, I've seen like there's a ten year old. There's a video of a ten year old kid online like hacking one of those one of those machines in like thirty seconds or something. So, uh, yeah, they did the same thing. This guy they installed Lula or whatever in mm-hmm. um, Brazil. It was the same kind of weird algorithmic. Curve, and yeah, that. yeah, curves. Like you, the vote wasn't normal. It wasn't normal. It just looked like a free flow, and then Bolsonaro was out. And now he can't. They're like passed some law where he can't run for president again. Like they're trying to do to Trump, right? So they're trying to like uh, sandbag him with all these like phony criminal indictments. So yeah, I think the solution is real a real hand paper ballot. Yeah, then then you can see the actual. Uh, what the will of the people is. The same weird thing happened in this most recent, uh, they ripped off Arizona in 2022, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those exit polls are generally very reliable. What an exit poll is for people who don't know is somebody standing outside and anonymously asks a person what they voted for. And that person provides their information. They usually don't lie. They're very reliable. When they did the exit poll in 2022 in Maricopa County, 75% of the people voted for change. So they just wrote, went in there and voted. So they were angry. They just wanted somebody else. And then the vote came out like, you know, this girl is being sued. Jean-Pierre or whatever said, it's going to take us five or six days to count the vote. And when it came out, it was 50-50. It was very close. And the, and the Democrats won. But it's such a dramatic statistical difference between the generally reliable exit poll and what happened on the paper that you can just tell is fraud. Yeah. So... So do you, do you think part of it's the shifting of like the Overton window of what people are willing to talk about? I mean, he hasn't touched it seemingly until the last week or so, but I mean, even Joe Rogan's now talking about, he's like 2022 Arizona election was clearly stolen. And he said that? You know, yeah. Which oh, is kind of crazy because he had never brought that up before, you know, and he's got the, and again, just like I made fun of the AP, it's not that he is some authoritative figure, but let's just look at a giant show. That's kind of, that's, that's impressive that there is some sort of a, a shift in the winds that people are willing to talk about that. Right. Or I know he's done it on a show before. It's like showing the videos of, of, of guards opening the doors to the Capitol on January 6th. Like it's not much, but it is at the very least, a movement in the direction of public acceptance that something went on. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think that people on the right are much more amenable to like fraud. What's that? 2000 mules and all that stuff. I think that that's gone around uh, pretty heavily, but it's weird on the left that they don't, I think that Trump is such like a, colossal monster to them that they're willing I, I think they're willing to engage in fraud and do anything to keep him from doing it because he's been caricaturized by I, them. I think you're right. 
I think that there are some true believers, but I think there's probably a lot of people who will never voice it. But deep down, they think something fucky happened in 2020. But in their minds, it's, you know, it was total war. Trump was Hitler. They legitimately believed it. Anything goes. And I think you maybe have that. I don't know what would take it again. I mean, is it going to be the boxing out of RFK? Is it the, because, I mean, if Trump runs again, like then you, then you couldn't characterize everyone as bad as Trump because, you know, Trump's the orange man, Hitler, he would have to be the worst. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to drum up that same, you know, grab you by the gut hatred of an RFK or a DeSantis or a Vivek. Like you don't have to like them. That's fine. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Maybe it is just the raw pursuit of naked power and they don't care. And my guy won. So shut up. They seem to, yeah, they seem to just really have their own. And these are smart people. Like, there are very intelligent people talking about all the stuff. And a lot of these guys are lawyers, but they seem to have their talking points down that this was an insurrection. Trump was literally a comet coming from outer space to mm. eradicate humanity. And so I think that they, these kind of things should be fought in the alternate media, that it wasn't the end. Trump really didn't start any wars and kind of worked on the economy and I don't know. Like, I mean, his. I think that he doesn't do himself a great service by no. having some of his personal no. quirks. No, no, he is not free from criticism. There are so many things where you just banging your head against the table. You're like, dude, just shut up. Just shut up. Stop talking. Don't point at that. Don't say Rosie O'Donnell's fat. I get it's funny, but it's not helping, right? Yeah, no, you're it's, right. He no, he does. He does himself a lot of disservice. But I would vote for. RFK or DeSantis, just to like have somebody different for a new chance who isn't as bombastic and has some low level or high level narcissism like Trump. Mm. Like people, yeah, are, people, my like my position is why I make these arguments. I have these people with the left. They immediately say if I do anything that contradicts their worldview, I love Trump. And I almost kind of wish there would be somebody else to run for president so they I could just get away from that because it's yeah. almost like a conditioned response with the left. I live in California, so I talk oh, to God. these people a lot. Yeah, I've talked to people who literally are shaking, quaking in fear when the Trump is talked. Like I literally saw this girl; she was like having a like a fit. I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. I was like, "Wow, this is really intense." Like you really hate him that much, and they really do. But uh, I would like to get away from that where I could just say, like, okay, Trump's out of the equation. Let's get somebody in there like Robert F. Kennedy, who has experience and is a lawyer and uh, try that. I mean, I would vote for him. I don't have any problem with that. No, he is far more polished than Trump. Because if you look at it, it is kind of that same general thing, right? He's kind of, he's not doing the the kind of bullshit talking points you hear in every election of we're going to get America back to work and together we will find independence and the land of the, it's like, what do you, it's like some weird chat GPT sentence versus like you have an RFK who's kind of saying the same stuff Trump was like, we are in endless wars. We're spending trillions of dollars on this, these wars of empire and it has to stop. Like that's, that's that dangerous talk that people like though. But what he has is he is so much more polished. 
right? And I like Trump, but I mean, like, and some people, I also get the counter argument to that. You know, there are people that are, say, you know, tell a tell a person in a flyover state whose, you know, steel job was gutted by NAFTA and sent to China. Ask them how much they care if a president is presidential. And OK, sure, I get that on a human level. Yeah, you probably don't care at all. You're like, I don't I don't care if Trump's wearing a Speedo. If I get my job back, then whatever. Sure. But. For a lot of America, myself included, you you do need to uphold an image at the very least because an effort shows some sort of caring, right? There is something about that where, although it's funny, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it's not a great look when Trump is tweeting at Kim Jong-un saying my big red button is better. It's a great SNL skit, but when you're trying to win over people who have genuine concern or people that have served in the Pentagon or the military and you know these people are deathly serious they 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 take they they're looking at in your you're walking into the same halls as a as an Eisenhower or a you know or a Lincoln and you're like you know you can't walk in there with like a Big Mac wrapper right there is something to be said for appearances yeah statecraft yeah being, uh d- dignified he's not no and there 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 is a necessity to that again i get the argument for someone who doesn't have a job they're like i don't care he brought back my shirt but i think that's what rfk has that and i think it's i think a lot of people were able to justify whatever fortification happened at three in the morning because they just viewed trump as this eight-legged horned monster that was here to destroy the republic and he didn't really help a whole lot with that image agreed agreed i mean he gave them the kind of like gas to burn right (laughs) by acting that way so uh learning that's a learning thing for other politicians don't go trump's more route you know these yeah uh, it's a disaster i think there's probably a lot of bribes and blackmail underneath the surface too that kind of allowed this to happen oh yeah epstein network and all that stuff Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this didn't happen without the most powerful people in the world giving it a nod. Yeah. You don't steal an election of the global hegemon with the biggest military. We are the current empire. Before us, it was, what, Great Britain? Who was before Britain? I don't know. Rome? Maybe Spain? Rome? Yeah. 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 There are cycles of empire. We are the current empire. You don't take over the big daddy chair at the very top without the most powerful people in the world kind of giving it the emperor thumbs up. Right. It didn't just, it didn't just, you don't just pull a fast one on the CIA. You know, it's not, it's not the three stooges. It's not some Mo Larry and Curly shit where it's like the NSA is like, Oh, why I yada? Like, no, they're watching everything from satellites, 30,000 miles up. They can see you pick your nose in nine different like wavelengths like no doubt they know everything they knew everything about 2000 mules that's the whole thing is that they could have they could have keyed into all the stuff that became public information from the cell phones they could have just gotten it themselves and figured it out and figured out who those people were to a t and arrest them so the fact that they passively were involved and Barr was passively involved like they didn't do anything they didn't take any action to ascertain who the malefactors were it's not like epstein 
Like they, they you can find that stuff out who was using Epstein and Maxwell services. You can yeah. find out who's doing the, the vote fraud. So that I think tells you everything that these, you know, people under beneath the throne dethroned uh, Trump. And they'll probably dethrone him again in 2024. They cannot allow him back into office. That's the other thing is because they'll know he'll go after them. Like he yeah. said, weird threats like that is my thing. So if you want change in this country, I wouldn't even support Trump, although he's probably going to win. Uh, I think that a different person would be better. Yeah, I didn't really do. Even though I, I voted for Trump. So, yeah, I mean, they have they the current entrenched power structure, the bureaucratic state, the blob, the deeps, whatever you want to call it. Sure. They crossed the Rubicon, yeah. right? They they it's that line from JFK. Right, whether he they're in the he's sitting on the bench talking about the coup, like not only is there possible deniability, I forget the, the exact quote, but then there also has to be compartmentalization. Only like a few people know, and it like flashes images of LBJ and Curtis LeMay, and then it's like in number three, and most importantly, it must work. You've got to get in there, and you've got to vaporize all evidence. Right, the Warren Commission. Once you do it, it's not just this one and done thing where you it's not it's not like it's capture the flag where you take the flag and now you got it. You have to go in there and remove any and all evidence. And you cannot let someone else come in, some other president, President Tommy, and me go, Hey, by the way, go back and look through, you know that NSA program that doesn't technically exist. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. Can you look into that real quick? I just want to, you know, what what did Clinton say when he first got into office? What did what, he say to one of his aides? He goes, I want to know who killed JFK and I want to know if UFOs are real. Right. right like, right. yeah, it's they can't let that happen. But you almost wonder. Will their rabid pursuit at not letting Trump get in? Will they then expose themselves in different manners, like showing who they really are? You have to Good wonder question. that. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, because if you don't have a Trump, how many people that felt something was fishy, but they don't care because it was to get Trump, are they that fanatic about keeping out RFK or DeSantis? And I would, I would say maybe not. Some are, some are crazy. You might have some who go, wait a second, you know, maybe I like RFK more than I like Biden, and now all of a sudden. They are being the disenfranchised party, right? So I don't know. What, well, what are you? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's interesting you say that. No, but no, you're not because it's very important. You're giving power to people to decide a vote outside mm. of the standard means of transference of power, which is the will of the people, right? So um, these people, like, it may not just even be the voting machines. The people who made the fake ballots and stuffed them into the voting machines, or that organization that was there, and it may not even be based upon the hatred of Trump. Like they may have used that as an excuse in 2020, but 2024, maybe everybody's getting a free Ferrari. Let's get these people in. Like who's working those voting? Like they had those, these women hauling in um, extra ballots and stuff. Who, who knows? They may there be there because they're getting paid real money, not just yeah. like uh, 20 bucks an hour. They're getting yeah. paid in manila envelopes. So there may be that incentive. I mean, the Bidens don't seem to be above... Uh, Passing money under the table is a nice way to say it. Sure. So. Well, I think we we kind of accept most politicians yeah. are like that. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, consider the stakes. They're trillion-dollar stakes. There's just immense, immense amount oh, of money. It's the highest 
it's the highest game that can be played. Yeah. I mean, you really have to think of it as like, this is no different than, you know, getting the nod from the Pope in 1500, right? This is for all the marbles. This is, you're at the helm. I mean, the awesome power of the U.S. military and the intelligence apparatus, you're royalty, right? We call it a republic, and it is, in theory, but you're royalty, right? It, America's not an empire. We technically have four. Yeah, technically we do. We also got like 917 bases around the world, all around strategic oil locations and rare earth minerals, right? I mean, we sure. have our own yeah, space you... force. We all have our own space force. Who else has yeah. that? Who's yeah, publicly I'm... said that? Yeah, yeah, and it, it, call it what you want. It's an empire, and you're the king. It is the highest level of of gamesmanship, and you know I think that's probably where you see things like Epstein's Island being justified. You probably have some general somewhere that's going, "Hey, it's evil, but if we can catch some prime minister doinking a kid, is that not less evil than a million people dying in a war?" That's some that's some black now personally no I think you burn in hell that's your you're defiling the innocence of a child but you can see you can kind of walk it out and you go I if that was an intelligence operation who knows maybe you have them saying why not the same guys that justified bringing Nazis back in 47 48 49 you had a bunch of one of the quotes is a general saying let's not beat a dead Nazi horse because these are guys that just came out of a war that killed 85 million people, 425,000 Americans. They're looking at these Nazis going, if it means that we can prevent this from happening again, it's hard for us to look at it because it ended 78 years ago. It actually ended 78 years ago today. What about the guys where it was two years in the rearview mirror, where the end of World War II was as close to them as the 2020 election is to you and I? And they're looking at it and the... You know, the piles of bodies are still rotting in Auschwitz and they're going, hey, we're going to make a deal with the devil. We're going to bring over Arthur Rudolph and and Werner von Braun. But it's to make sure that doesn't happen again. It doesn't make it right, but you can you can get in their heads and understand it. Right. Right. And that's where I think a lot of this is, is. It's that kind of high level kind of thinking, like that's the way it is. You know, we can actually make these risks. We can justify yeah. these risks, just like the guys who got together and killed Kennedy. You know, the men who killed sure. Kennedy. Sure, I think they, they believed that they were saving risk. America. Uh, no doubt, I think yeah. that they were saving it from like all kinds of stuff. We we got a Catholic, we got a guy who hangs out with black people. Uh, he's talking about peace. You know, he, he screwed up the whole missile crisis. He left my guys die at the Bay of Pigs. You know. He's put yeah. my kids at risk. We're getting rid of him. Yeah. They didn't and, just get rid of him. They, they made sure that that transfer of power took place. There was all kinds of deaths and propaganda. And manipulation, just like the 2020 election. I don't know if there's that many deaths, but there's a lot. Anybody who saw anything other than the narrative that was put out a lot. There's a lot of suspicious uh, uh, suicides or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. I think there yeah. was a book on it. I forgot the name of the book. It was Hit List, I think it was the name of the book, where the guy went through and there were like 80 suspicious deaths around Kennedy. Have you ever heard of that book? No. I don't I don't doubt it though. It's yeah, I mean, look who were the guys surrounding him? Curtis LeMay, the, the Dulles brothers, James Jesus Angleton, J. Edgar Hoover. 
these are yeah. guys that probably looked at Kennedy and although he had, you know, service, they're still looking at him. Here's some pretty boy, some Harvard pretty boy who's just nailing chicks left and right, cheating on his wife. And he's talking peace to the Soviets and they're probably going, he's taken there. He's taken the sweet talk from the Soviets hook, line and sinker. I think they probably legitimately thought they were saving America. Yeah. They actually, he did an end around to Khrushchev. So instead yeah. of going through standard state. Yeah. He had Bobby go stuff, to the department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go around. I mean, they just must've, their eyes must've shot out of their heads. The book is called hit list by Richard Belzer. Belzer hit. was, uh, on he was on a tv crime show i forgot which one it was but yeah i think it was like yeah yeah pretty cool he's recently passed away but it's one of the i think it's an important uh jfk book not a lot of people talk about but other people have investigated the strange deaths around people like demore shield died like he went and blew his head supposedly blew his head off with a shotgun like i said many of these guys ended up gone so then you got to ask the people in the, the highest levels of government, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. They remove Trump because they truly believe they need to remove him because he's pissing off our allies. He's, you know, we're going to leave NATO. And it's difficult. He thinks he's the boss. Yeah. He's lording you know, it over us. Yeah. Yeah. He's just you know, a dumb TV host. I've been in government for 25 years. How can yeah. this guy come in and boss me around? Have look at Fauci. He was in 30 years. Fauci like gave away billions and billions of dollars. Like that was he distributed. He had his own fiefdom. It was really off the charts that he had that much power. That's just one guy. Imagine that guy making a decision to release a uh, gain of function virus to facilitate the overthrow of the American government, and then come in with the other bioweapon on the second thing. Like it's super. It's uh, deceitful. Like. Yeah. I mean, it gets really like it's like a full on uh, movie thriller or something like that to actually think at that level. Yeah. And then are they even in their minds again, not in my mind, but in their minds, are they. Are their actions, are they. What is it? Yeah, buyer's remorse, like the reason why the reason why there's still like commercials for. The reason why you target people who just bought a BMW with more BMW commercials isn't to get them to buy another one. It's to reassure them that they made the right decision. You got to almost wonder then in their minds, are they looking at now? It doesn't really work out rationally because we kind of instigated everything in Ukraine. But in their minds, are they going? This is why Trump had to go, because look at NATO. NATO's coming together to, you know, shore up Ukraine. And now it seems like we're also starting to shore up Taiwan. Do you have some guys patting themselves on the shoulder going, we did the right thing? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's, it's not, I don't agree with it, but just. To I don't either. Of, I mean, you I have think to you put have, your head in their head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's unfortunate because like the principle, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the guy, like, like, I think that the JFK election in, in 1960 was sketchy too in Chicago and in West Virginia. Yeah. Well, so he, it's he, not like the first time. He had it stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, his his dad had mob ties. He's a moonshiner or bootlegger. Excuse me. Yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons why the mob was involved in their death is that they kind of turned turned on him. Robert Kennedy kind of turned on the mob. Uh, I think for social clout or whatever. But I think that it's. I think that we just have to get back to the kind of the rule of law and these principles where we're not going to cheat. I mean, this is just. Uh, it's it's 
you're not going to get the best candidates. And that may be even why Trump was the only one he run. Like, why would anybody want that job? Like, you yeah. have to maybe be a narcissist to get to really want that job or something. I don't know. But if somebody think, knew, like, uh, the vote is fair and they're going to get the best possible candidate because the vote's fair, then they would be incentivized to go for that job. But if they know they're just going to waste time on a campaign that somebody's going to steal, they're like, yeah, no, you can do it. You, know, you you run. That's why probably why Biden, they got Biden, dusted him off and got put him in there. Like, you know, who else wanted that job? I, I think they probably knew the fix was going to be attempted. Yeah. Once before, don't you think? Yeah. So then you got to start wondering, like, is there some deep CIA official, whatever, who sees the underbelly of the of how the world really works? You almost wonder if you could sit down with them and be like, yeah, man, you know, the 2020 election was stolen. Do you think he's almost just sitting there with like a tumbler of whiskey? And he's like, you dipshit. Do you ever think there's been a real election? Right. And I'm like, you I think you're focused on the 2020 election. There hasn't been a re-election since whatever, since you know, Woodrow Wilson got the Federal Reserve in there. Why are you focused on this one? None of it's real. You know, it might be that we are just pulling on a thread of something so much unimaginably larger and that we've never really had a real election. That's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that maybe when the country started, the elections were more substantive and real but certainly i think they probably were at the beginning yeah yeah something's gone whacked like probably since kennedy you know i would say that once they the the kind of levers of power east kennedy they couldn't leave it to chance who they're going to put in power they probably yeah. couldn't risk anything and if they didn't they tried to off him so like reagan gets into power and yeah. then you know all of a sudden he's suspiciously shot he would have yeah. won george bush senior oh my gosh no he would never do that the same thing actually happened to uh, when Rockefeller was vice president and it was Ford. He Ford almost got shot by somebody from the Manson family. Have you ever heard that? Mm -hmm. So like that, I think that bullet or wherever it came from, I don't know where the, whether she really did it squeaky from, but like that was a one inch bullet, one inch difference between the bullet and uh, Ford's head that would have made Nelson Rockefeller president. And then so. John there's Hank. been really you know, really sketchy things going on all the time. Like even even Watergate is uh, suspicious. Like Watergate could have been. Oh yeah, the plumbers. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. That was that was they they. I think they removed Nixon. I think they're probably like we can't we can't swipe at the cookie jar again. Like right because I mean go back go back to go back to Smedley Butler in '33. Right. They tried to do a coup. They tried to get FDR out of there because he wanted to get rid of the gold standard. And they told Smedley, they're like, you're a war hero. Like, we'll make you the was it the secretary general of America. You'll be the king. You'll be the top of the top. It's the Remingtons and the DuPonts. And they all came to him. And Smedley was a real one. So he was like, no, I'm not going to do this. And then 30 more years go by and you get a real coup. Right. You, you, you pop JFK. Maybe they didn't go after Eisenhower because Eisenhower was smart enough to not bring up the military industrial complex until his third to last day in office. So they popped JFK. Nixon so soon after that, they might be going, well, we can't do another one of those. That was that was risky, right? That was don't you you're getting cocky, right? You just pulled off a heist. Don't go for another one. Be you know, be patient. So they did a much cleaner one. They did the plumbers. You have a bunch of 
CIA burglars who are world class and they just are fumbling, bumbling idiots and leave fingerprints everywhere. And it seems like they removed him, but they just maybe didn't want to do a gunshot to the head because, again, such a chaotic time. So if you look at it from that point of view, man, the way they removed Trump is the sweetest way they've ever removed anyone. They took his Twitter account. (laughs) Boo hoo. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, they apparently got rid of uh, LBJ, too. Like they said, there was a meeting like you can't run again. You're too much of a mess. There have been too many deaths. So you're out. Like, so they just told him to get out. Yeah. And if if you were if you were put into power by a coup. And then the coup guys come to you and say your turn's done. Yeah, you probably go, all right. Yeah. He, <laughs> I know what y'all Johnson, are capable of. Yeah, Johnson was out of his mind. He was totally yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he felt but, like a deep, deep depression after it. Yeah. They spent a million dollars or something like that on psychiatrists and shrinks to try to fix him. He was yeah, just he had, got fat as fuck. He like grew out his hair, was just drinking like smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you gotta wonder if it just starts eating at your soul. That you had the it's, president shot in the head in front of his wife. Yeah. I mean, he was involved in all kinds of murders and just all kinds of horrible stuff. It was like Macbeth. Like he went yeah. insane. That was my, yeah. Can I can I read you a quote from Prophet of Evil? This is about yeah. the yeah. Bush elect election from 2000 by Hunter S. Thompson. So he didn't, <laughs> nobody more is very astute. He says, there was one exact moment, in fact, when I knew for sure that Al Gore would never be president of the United States no matter what the experts were saying. And that was when the whole Bush family suddenly appeared on TV and openly scoffed at the idea of Gore winning Florida. It was nonsense, said the candidate. Utter nonsense. Anybody who believed Bush had lost Florida was a fool. The media, all of them, were liars and dunces or treacherous whores trying to sabotage his victory. Here was the whole bloody family laughing and hooting and sneering at the dumbness of the whole world on national TV. The old man was the real tip-off. The leer on his face was almost frightening. It was like looking into the eyes of a tall hyena with a living sheep in its mouth. The sheep's fate was sealed, and so was Al Gore's. The whole presidential election, in fact, was rigged and fixed from the start. Yeah, and in a way, only Hunter S. Thompson could say. But yeah, which then brings up what we're talking about. Right, that's that's why I kind of remembered this this, uh, statement from Thompson. What a a great quote. Yeah, looking yeah. into the eyes of a hyena. It's exactly what it is, right? I mean, John Hinckley's family was supposed to go have dinner with Neil Bush's family, but it was interrupted because John decided to shoot at the president. I mean, the astronaut. What I don't even know what the odds of that are. I don't either. That's it's the off that's, the charts. That's the <laughs> odds of my glasses turning to solid gold right now. And it was right at the beginning of the Reagan presidency, if I remember. It was within like three, two or three months he was installed. So like they just tried to foment a coup right there. Like, I mean, that's crazy. Let me see if I can find that. So then, well, and then that kind of comes back to like, am I the idiot for being so hung up in the 2020 election? Like how, how, how much? Yeah. 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 It's like March 30th. So like he gets into office. January. Like, yeah, January. It's, it's shot in two months. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's off the charts. I guess what it really comes down to. And not really, because it's it's all evil. But in theory, what it comes down to is. 
are these people who actually believe that they are preserving the United States in a very evil, chaotic world that's, you know, I've, 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 I've interviewed guys that, you know, worked for Delta Force or worked for Ground Branch and the CIA. And there's no, like, there's no sugarcoating. They, they're very adamant about the world is far more evil than you can ever comprehend. And we like to make ourselves feel good about it. But it's really, it comes down to who has more guns and that's it. And you got to wonder, is there, is there this deep state? I would imagine probably formed after World War II. I mean, World War II was the most insane shit ever that ended with us nuking a sovereign nation. Like that's, that's, that's wild. That's like Lord of the Rings, apocalyptic Sauron shit. In their minds, are they going, we cannot let this, this bastion, this republic, for all of its flaws, that's based on, you know, governance of the people, by the people. It's separated by two oceans. It's full of natural resources. Are you having some guys going, this is never going to happen again? This this island of somewhat humane laws and society in such a pristine like god's chosen area of earth it means truly protect mountain ranges and it's protected are they looking at this and going this is you're flipping a quarter and it's landing on its side are they going it's that's never gonna happen again and then are they looking at like the average guy going and getting chicken nuggets at the gas station and going are we really going to let him decide who sits at the helm so that's what it comes down to is in their minds are they doing it to protect this this truly diamond in the rough or is that something that we believe because it makes us feel better but these guys are no different than than mobsters they're just you might talk to them and they're like like, man, did you guys kill JFK to defend the union? They might be like, what? No, we just wanted to be in fucking charge. What? It might just be that. Maybe it's a hybrid. Maybe it's a hybrid of both. Have you ever looked into Dulles and his ideas about how there should be like a secret kind of intellectual elite who should rule? I read and a it, book about Dulles earlier this year. I don't remember that. But he's just he's all wrapped up in JFK and really wrapped up with his brother and kind of running the American Empire yeah. after World War II. But he was at the farm on the CIA at the time JFK got aced. That whole weekend was really something else. It was almost like a staged show of JFK getting killed, then uh, Tippett, and then uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Right? They were all buried on Monday. So all three of them were buried that same weekend. But if you look kind of, I would say like people always say 1913 was an important place in our country where we lost sovereignty. We definitely did with Mm -hmm. the Federal Reserve. I would say another important mark was 1947 and the National Security Act. The CIA. Yeah. And I think that really the CIA became a fourth part of the government that controlled and was the power behind the scenes of the other three parts of the government. And it's still to a certain extent to this day. And they're really the old kind of families, the old kind of wasp uh, elite and led all the way up to probably Obama and maybe as much today. I don't think people the same kind of characters aren't as around Bush senior and, uh, you know, Clinton not in power. But 
leading up to really Bush Senior all the way to 2008, I think that 50 to 2008, those guys were really operating everything, hmm. puppeteering everything. Yeah. yeah, it feels like 1913 was the foot in the door. They tried to go for it in 33 with Smedley, and it didn't work. They got the CIA created in 47, and it seems like they put the final nail in 63. So it seems, oh, so it's 13 to 63, about a 50-year-long process. And I I think they've been in charge since. I don't think they ever lost control under Trump. I think it came to a head. And there was a lot of, like, formalities where technically if the president says we're withdrawing, like, you, you can't just say no. But they made sure that he didn't get back in. Yeah, I mean they uh, they undercut him from the beginning, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't think it, he had a chance to come up for air. Like they had a like the whole Robert uh, Mueller investigate. I mean, that was yeah. kind of like the wasp front man. Like he lived on some like people island, elite island. Nobody even knows about. I interviewed a guy about that island where all these guys go uh, when they leave D.C. It's like totally exclusive. But he was the guy. He was kind of probably the elite. No, I'll find it online. I, f- I forgot it. But um, no, it's it's like in the Chesapeake, okay, or Maryland. What's the other one? Anyway, uh, he was kind of like the front man, I think, for the old line, you know, Harvard, Yale, Ivy League elites to teach Trump not to screw around because he, they knew that all that stuff, the investigation was BS from the very beginning. Like I think the invest uh, in, inspector generals. Uh, analysis or investigation proved that Mueller had enough information to stop investigating, but they did it to make money, spend $35 million and, and undercut Trump. So yeah. Let me see if I can find that place. So yeah, that, no. yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, and then like the real head scratcher comes with like, then how did he get in in the first place? Like, I get one argument. They're like, he just got so many votes, it just it overwhelmed their own mechanisms. And I'm like, I don't think they'd leave it up to that. If they've been running the show for so long, that seems like a, a pretty big blind spot. Well, what if a candidate's so popular they overwhelm our algorithms? Oh, shucks. I didn't think about that. Like, like how did he get in? Right. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just came down to the, the wire and said, are we going to let this... Uh, crazy lady or Trump? Like, which one is it? I don't know. It might just be that the president is truly so inconsequential that they're just like, yeah, who who gives a shit? You really? It's it's you know, what hood ornament do you want in your car? Right. I mean, look at look at Biden's a perfect example. He's not making any decision, but the no. state moves on, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess the one thing I always come down to is. So if we are if we are just talking about these demons from hell and it all is about they just want power. And then they have the the intelligence apparatus has evidence of everything that happened during the 2020 election that night. You might have some general or admiral or whatever. Some director of the NSA, CIA, DIA, whatever. You might have them leak evidence that the 2020 election was stolen, not because they're some red-blooded patriot, 
but because they want a shot at the throne. So it could be in their own interest to play the role of I got to save the Republic. Donald Trump was unfairly was, yeah, was unfairly removed, not because they're an actual good guy, but because they're like, hey, I got this evidence, right? It's it's robbing a bank with someone and then and then selling them out to the to the uh, to the authorities. It's not because you're a good guy. It's because you're like, fuck them. I want it all. I don't know. It just seems, yeah, it seems so strange that that he even got into power. Actually, thinking about it, you know, like I just, I don't even, I don't even know how it happened. Yeah, that that's a splinter in my mind. I I can't really pull out. Was there a faction in the government that wanted him in? And but then who would that faction have been? Because he clearly wasn't pro military industrial complex empire. Right. Like, how did he get in? And whatever faction it was that got him in had to have been powerful. What yeah, was... he really didn't have very powerful people around him, if I remember. No. They're all kind of like... like was the whole thing a psyop? Would did, did you get Trump in there to make people hate him so much that they would then open their arms to a fascist takeover? A misogynistic billionaire, thrice married, bombastic guy that lives in a gold penthouse. Do you bring him in there to get your classical liberal who was always for free speech and don't trust anyone over 30 and, you know, drop acid, not bombs? Do you put him in there to turn them into this rabid pro corporate, you know, take the Pfizer shot, Nazi? Like, that was an impressive. You know, that was an impressive move that you got you got the classical liberal crowd to embrace censorship so that people had to take an experimental jab and they're now cheering on the war in Ukraine. That's impressive. That is is. that is that's like teaching a grizzly bear to ice skate. Like, I'm not I mean, it's evil, but at the same time, it's like, God damn, like that was incredible in 2010 and 11. They were doing Occupy Wall Street. Just 10 years later, you have them begging the state to shut down the trucker convoy in Ottawa. Like, that is, wow. It is. It's <laughs> You have to marvel at it. You just that is a, it. Like, oh, whoever wrote that wow. psyop, like, yeah. hey, man, you're evil, but I, I respect talent. Right. Like, the censorship, pro-censorship pro-imperial useless war in ukraine it's off the charts it's yeah it's, you couldn't write it couldn't yeah write no it. it's like watching your team get destroyed in the super bowl by just some just the bet like i'm i lived in georgia for 15 years but i'm from new england now i don't pay attention to sports i don't care but watching the patriots come back from 28 to 3 and the i remember I, like so many of my friends in georgia were just livid but I had one friend that was like, I can't even be angry because that was so goddamn impressive. <laughs> right? It's just it's watching Michael Jordan just breaking ankles and you're like, I hate you, but wow. Yeah. That's no, kind of where I am. It's just like if this really was just like a psyop to turn the hippies into pro state fascists. A beautiful game. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's evil, but it's like, fuck. 
That's great. Oh, it's incredible. Like you, you couldn't believe some of the stuff that I go, who would have thought that this massive censorship apparatus would have been created right away. Like they show in Biden and Missouri v. Biden that they started censoring right when Biden, Biden got into power. Like mm. they were ready to rock and roll, baby. They didn't like wait a couple of weeks. Like the censorship began right away. So hey man, that's the power. part of their, that's part of their agenda. When the, when that industrial complex wants total war, be it producing shells and liberty ships or be it producing censorship hey man it's the awesome power of the military industrial complex they got it right not a moment they immediately started the day in he's just signing executive orders that they just came out of the gate full court press you know it's funny thing is some of these people are attorneys too like so they've grown up they've had the benefit of being a member of the state bar and they just violated you know, the the text and spirit of the, the American law right away. Like Javier Becerra, is no... the benef- he's, a, he's a beneficiary of Stanford Law School. He's the head of the HHS. I don't know why it's a party apparatchik. Like, why are you doing health and human services? But he's part of it. It's like, yep, censorship. I'm on board. It's the exact opposite of what I learned in, my, in law school, but let's do it. Just insane. Right. It's insane. I don't even know. Oh, Alejandro Mayorkas is also an attorney. So the head of C- of uh, the Department DHS. of Homeland Security. Yeah, DHS yeah. knows it too. So he knows they're breaking the law. It's off the charts. It's I mean, so unbelievable. And the, even the thing, I mean, yeah. I mean, the DOJ is corrupt too. I mean, it's a shame, but uh, Merrick Garland is, he's not the guy for the job. Sorry, but. I don't even know what to make of it. Yeah, it's so weird. Like. It's just this the natural run. Are we coming up on 250 years? It's just is yeah, this just the like cycle it, yeah. of empire? Yeah. And it's like sad. It sure like it. Yeah. Because it's obviously I love it. You know, I've you know, you know, ancestors fought in World War One, World War Two. You don't want to acknowledge it because it really it is such a when people ask me like why do I have a flag behind me when we do so much evil shit? And it's because the idea of it really is great. The idea of it. Maybe it's just that. Maybe we just don't want to acknowledge, like, hey, man, no no empire is immune. You reach your apex, wealth and degeneracy seeps in like a toxin, and then it just starts falling apart. Yeah. And, and the, decadent, the decadent societies don't know they're decadent. They don't realize it. Yeah. So America, this is just normal America. We are hyper-decadent. Tons yeah. of drugs, porn, oh, yeah. uh, drugs of all oh, yeah. pills. Uh, like, I mean, back in the day, like there was no divorces or anything like that. So the people who started this country were on a fully different moral level. You mentioned Nixon. I think his, his attorney general was asked to do something illegally. He quit. He just said, go, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. And today it's just like, oh, sure, boss, let's do it. I got a great job. I'm administrating a $10 billion administrative agency. I'll do whatever you want. So... It's not a matter of intelligence. It's a matter of kind of morals and sensibility. And maybe some of these guys are all first or second generation who maybe had have contempt for the U.S. So they don't care. They, I mean, they went through the motions, but they don't have something like you where, you know, your ancestry goes through and has been through very trying times, you know, World War II and stuff like that. So they don't value this. I mean, it's just a 
piece of paper to them. Even George Bush kind of said that too. George Bush Jr. said it's the Constitution is just a GD piece of paper. I think he said that. I mean, you look back to Eisenhower and when the U-2 was shot down and we didn't know that they had captured Francis Gary Powers, we figured he was dead. And Eisenhower comes out and says, you know, whatever, it was a weather monitoring thing that drifted off course. And then the and then Khrushchev, or I think it was Khrushchev, comes out and it's like we have this like we have this pilot. I mean, Eisenhower walked into the Oval Office and said to the Joint Chiefs, I think, he goes, "I would like to resign because I have lied to the American people." The caliber of like that, right? That the five-star general, supreme commander of Allied forces, came in, hung his head. Didn't didn't say I won World War II. I'll do whatever I goddamn please. He came in and said, "I have lied to the American people. I would like to quit." It's it's sad, but it's laughable now. Yeah, it really is. Now you'd walk in, you'd go, "Have we covered our bases? Does anyone know I lied? Can we say I didn't know about Francis Scary Powers? Can we send in a team and have him shot real quick?" Like, hey, look at all these people gaslighting. There's million. There's like according to McCullough. You've had them on your show. There's half a million dead from the shock in the U.S., yeah. and these guys are all just gaslighting. Nobody said, oh, well, we got to stop. Like in a real functioning world, these people would say, stop everything. Let's get to the bottom. Was this intentional? Was this a toxic shot? Who's doing the batches? What's going on? But instead, they just keep going, you know? So uh, we, it's a, like I said, man, it's important about shape. I mean, it's like being in a car with a crazy person at the wheel. Well, we gotta end on a positive note. We that. can't we can't wrap this up in on a on a on a hell note. What, what is it, the positive note? The hearing tomorrow may come out and the positive for the American people. So let's hope for that. Let's hope tomorrow they actually do their jobs. Is the positive note that only after becoming aware of all of this stuff can we start to actually address it and diagnose right it was the first thing it was the first step of aa like i have a problem you have to admit you have a problem because without that you can't possibly begin to go through any sort of therapy you have to admit that you have a problem maybe that's it maybe we're at the very beginning stages of hey guys something's fucked can we all agree on that no i agree i think that we have a problem country has a problem we you and I have made that step, so I think maybe that's the positive ending. I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaving this show depressed. <laughs> I kind of don't know what to well, do. It's, it's depressing. I don't know what to say. Like, I yeah. it bothers me. I probably never would have been a journalist without so many problems and so much bad history and propaganda and stuff like that. Like, you, we're actually paying taxes to a government that is, it's legal to propagandize their own citizen. Like, how the hell did that happen? Like, they're I mean, not supposed to. Write that in law. What is that? The Murphy? What's the name of that bill? Um, I can't remember now, but yeah. Yeah. And then then you think about all the guys on Epstein's Isle, and then it's like, are we paying taxes by threat of jail time to pedophiles? A lot of them. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them are. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what is this? Right. Jesus. Well, why are we paying taxes to people who poison us? I think that Fauci is involved. In poisoning the American people for decades, intentionally, 
And I think every, I think in my, my assessment of looking over all the stuff, not a doctor, but that everybody who has autism was given it intentionally, that they knew that they were poisoned. So it's not, it's with full knowledge. It's not like uh, neglect, like the intent, intent yeah. to harm. And that's terrible. I, I live in a place with a guy who has autism. He's monitored 24 hours a day. He has to have family or friend. He's just a wreck. It's just, a, it's a disaster. So I think that's part of the Depop thing is like, I guess democide is really the norm. <clears throat> if your government isn't killing somebody else, it's probably killing you. I guess that's unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. If we're not bombing the Middle East, somebody's getting it. Yeah. Somebody's paying. I'm taking out my frustrations on my own people. God. Have you ever heard of a guy by the name of, uh, let me see what his name is. I have it right here. Rummel. <coughs> Rudolph Rummel. You heard of him? No. He, all he did, you can look him up on Wikipedia. His whole life was dedicated to studying democide. That was all he, that was his whole historical thing, was studying China's democide, Soviet, Nazi. I mean, he did a great, he was a really intelligent guy, went to Yale. And uh, it's just not a pretty sight. Like that, the democide is, unfortunately, a norm in human behavior. It just is. So, look up Rudolf Rommel. Really interesting. Do you think we're going to instigate a war with China? I hope not. not I, don't, I don't think. I, don't, I, hope, I, don't, I hope not too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not for it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if these guys are uh, thinking on kind of like uh <clears throat> fully rational, you know. No, so, I don't think so. Yeah. It's We're almost a... like yeah, they're nihilists and they don't they're godless and uh darwinists like it's all this horrible outlook on life. That's why they corrupt and do horrible things and amoral. So fight picking a war with China or Russia, even this war with Russia. It's really a fake process. We're really at war with Russia. It's really yeah. a fake proxy war. Yeah, that's uh, totally stupid is. and total waste. Total stu- totally yeah. stupid, totally waste. The American people are are. It's sad that they follow any of that propaganda about Ukraine and who like you literally have seven million, six million people running around here. We don't know who they are. Like kids are going to get raped. Total pedophilia child murder, child rape, child trafficking. And that's what Mayorkas and all these other bums are uh, deliberately, intentionally ignoring. I mean, it's off the charts. So it's a form of warfare. It's sure. like they try to play it off as like, oh, you know, we're just letting it. The migration warfare is a real type of warfare. So your own government, that's just another example of your government at war with you. Yeah. Outside of the shots and outside of the illegality and criminality. So, um, I guess the odd thing about where we are is we're at this sort of apex going over the hill of an empire, but we still have the military. And I don't think that's necessarily like a a good thing. Like we're, 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 we're getting phased out. People are dropping the dollar. They're going to bricks, but we still have this military that's wrapped around the world like a goddamn anaconda. Yeah, I don't know if uh, we're just going to sort of turn it over and be like, well, nobody wants to use the dollar anymore. I guess we'll start scrapping these aircraft carriers. 
I don't think so at all. I don't think they're going quietly into that good night. And I don't say that as like a, you America. I'm like, this is not, this does not, this ain't great. I think they're going to go out guns blazing. Go out guns blazing. I wouldn't be surprised at him. Well, I mean, I've lived 33 years. I've had a good time. (laughs) I don't know. That's my that's that's my silver. Well, you're in Maine. Like you're not going to get targeted, right? You're not going to get targeted. You're going to get targeted for migration migration warfare, but nobody's going to nuke you. So that's that's yeah. No, I'm 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 in some backwater shithole. That's the beauty of that. New England, the the want Boston, the want Boston, because you got a lot of uh, got a bunch of brain power there, but nobody cares about us up here. They don't want to you waste. You can their just weapons. start a new country. You can start a new country with what's left of Canada. Right? Just go up into the woods in New Hampshire, where all my extended family is. Yeah, they're not bombing us. They're not wasting our time on us. There's moose and wood. <laughs> that's that's and it. maybe some maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> kind of how I look at it. It's like I'm not in New York. I'm not near DC. No one's wasting their time. Soviets or Russia, China. They're looking at New England. They're like, "What? Don't don't fucking waste what an ICPM on there." Never even heard of this place. What is there? Yeah, what like, is that? What is there? Zooming in with their yeah. their satellites, and they're like, "It's a bunch of deer." They're like, yeah. Let's "Go somewhere Where's else." All the it's trees. Like, Where's people? There's nobody. What, what is this? They're like, "No, leave them be. That's they're fine. Yeah. Whatever." It's a bunch hey, of man. lobster shacks by the by yeah. the ocean, and that's it. Yeah, they're like, I won't dignify this with a nuclear strike. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> There's is... no building that's over two stories. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I, I, it is, it is, I want, it is more insulting if I don't bomb them. Like, you, you didn't even make it on the bombing charts. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's right. Although Maine is really beautiful. It's a beautiful state. It gets colder have... than hell, but yeah. certain yeah, times but... it's nice. I've been to Portland. Yeah, yeah, don't don't tell, don't, don't tell anybody. Yeah, no, it's real bad up here. They're gonna nuke us first. Yeah, exactly. I don't need people. There's no space. Me. Yeah, there's no. It's you guys should definitely go to go to For Cali, sure. go to Atlanta. Don't come up here. That's We're full. Here. L.A. is full, man. No way. Yeah. Go drive on the freeways here. It is full. Screw that. And um, it's expensive. It's unnecessary. I mean, for what you get and what you pay for, it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. For what I pay for it, my apartment, I could probably live in a freaking mansion in in Maine. Oh yeah, no, it's it's almost some weird like, like femdom. You're like you're like paying them to give you less. It's like, it's like the like like rich CEOs who like pay women to beat them because they just they want to not be in control for once. Like beginning of Wolf of Wall Street, right? Where <laughs> he's getting like wax poured on his back. It's almost like that. Like you live. It kind of feels like that. You know, it's some, whenever it's some, I have to pay my rent check, that's what it feels. It's like. It's some weird bondage thing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to give you money to have a homeless man covered in his own shit OD on fentanyl in my driveway. Like punish me harder, daddy. <laughs> like it is. Which is that's actually I mean, very, I'm not king shit. I'm not king that's, shaman, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's not outside of the realm of possibility in Venice or in Hollywood or certain part downtown LA. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not a joke. It's actually true. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's I refuse to go out there. Um, well, dude, let's wrap this one up. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. That was a fucking blast. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, great um, to talk uh, with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd love to have you on again, man. And we Anytime. can just shoot the shit. That was fun as hell. You're you're Anytime. you're a cool guy to talk to, man. I appreciate it. Likewise. All right, dude. Guys, please go check him out on Twitter. The link to his Twitter is in the description. And um, if there's anything else you want me to put in there, just message me on 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 Twitter, and I'll copy and paste it. I'll put it in the description.
It's my website and podcast, William Ramsey Investigates. Both that's both www William Ramsey Investigates and the podcast is the same name. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. All right. Cheers, man. Keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, thank you for watching. Stay safe, everybody. Much love.